0: Hello and welcome to Direct Relief News. I'm your host, America Raffinelli. On this episode, we're exploring what treatment looks like for opioid use disorders and how years into a national epidemic, some patient populations face greater barriers to care. When it comes to getting treatment for an opioid use disorder, pregnant women have an uphill battle. Most patients undergoing opioid treatment are prescribed safer opioids that reduce dependency while limiting the risk of overdose and withdrawal. This kind of treatment is called medication-assisted therapy, or MAT. But with pregnant women, providers can be hesitant to administer opioids. According to a study out of Vanderbilt University, pregnant women are 20% less likely than non-pregnant women to be accepted for medication-assisted therapy.
1: In the beginning, I was so scared as a new addiction provider to write my first prescriptions for medication-assisted therapy to pregnant women.
0: Dr. Linda Thomas-Hemack is a board-certified addiction medication specialist and CEO of the Wright Center in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania
1: was hit particularly hard
0: um, by the opiate epidemic that really has plagued,
1: terrified, and challenged America.
0: In 2016, the Health Center launched a comprehensive opioid treatment program to address the growing crisis in their community. They quickly realized a number of patients were pregnant and had specific needs, from prenatal care to job support. And so, a new program was born.
1: The Healthy Moms program um, is based on assisting mothers
0: who are expecting babies or have recently had a child uh, up till the age of two. Maria Colcharno is the Director of Addiction Services at the Wright Center and founder of the Healthy Moms Program.
1: We have 144 moms currently through the end of August that we served in the Healthy Moms Program, and actively we have enrolled 72.
0: The program provides new and expectant moms with behavioral health services, housing assistance, educational support. Providers have even been delivering groceries to moms' homes during the pandemic. But the crux of the program is medication-assisted therapy. Moms in the program are prescribed an opioid called buprenorphine. Unlike heroin or oxycodone, the drug has a ceiling effect. If someone takes too much, it won't suppress their breathing and cause an overdose. Nonetheless, it's chemically similar to heroin, which may raise eyebrows. But while some substances, like alcohol, have been shown to harm a developing fetus, buprenorphine isn't one of them.
1: Clearly, there are medications like um, alcohol that are teratogenic, right? And there's um, medications like benzodiazepines that have um, strong evidence that they are probably teratogenic. When you look at the opiates that are used and even heroin, um, there is no teratogenic impact of um, opiates on the developing fetus.
0: So, Opioids, like buprenorphine, can be safe for pregnant women. What's not safe is withdrawal. If someone is abusing heroin, overdose is likely. In order to revive them, a reversal drug called naloxone is used, which immediately sends the person into withdrawal. When a woman is pregnant and goes into withdrawal, it can cause distress to the baby, lead to premature birth, and even cause a miscarriage, which is also why these women can't just stop taking opioids. Stopping cold, a longstanding use of an opiate because you're pregnant
1: is a very bad idea and it is much safer for the baby and the mom to be transitioned from active opiate use to buprenorphine product in pregnancy.
0: Because buprenorphine has a ceiling effect and is released over a longer period of time, women are less likely to overdose on the drug. Regardless, there's still a risk their baby goes through withdrawal once they're born. For newborns, withdrawal is called neonatal abstinence syndrome, or NAS. Babies may experience seizures, tremors, and trouble breastfeeding. Symptoms usually subside within a few weeks after birth. Fortunately, the syndrome has been shown to be less severe in babies born from moms taking buprenorphine versus those using heroin or oxycodone. That's according to Colcharno who's been comparing outcomes between her patients and those dependent on opioids, but not using medication-assisted therapy.
1: Babies born in the Healthy Moms program, we're finding, ha- are released from the hospital, have uh, better AFGAR and Finnegan scales, which is the measurement tool for NAS, is, is, is called a Finnegan scale, and it, it correlates all the withdrawal symptoms to identify where this baby's at.
0: But NAS is not the only concern women have postpartum. During and after delivery, doctors often prescribe women painkillers. For those with an opioid dependency, these drugs can trigger a relapse. Dr. Thomas Hemack says, preventing this kind of scenario requires communication. The Wright Center works with their local hospital to ensure OBGYNs are aware of patient's substance use history.
1: We want the doctor
0: to know that this may be somebody that you're really sensitive to when you're offering peripartum or postpartum pain management. That way, doctors know to tailor patients' postpartum medication regimens. Instead of prescribing an opiate-based painkiller, they can offer alternatives, like ibuprofen or Advil. Maintaining an open line of communication between addiction services and hospital providers also helps to reduce stigma. Women with substance use disorders have long been subject to discriminatory practices by both providers and policymakers, from denying them treatment to encouraging sterilization post-delivery. Women struggling with opioid dependency can be hard-pressed to find patient-centered care. But Dr. Thomas Hemac says she's learned to set her opinions aside. I think one of the magical, you know, Transformations that happen
1: when you do addiction medicine really well is,
0: um, it's never about telling patients what to do. It's about allowing them to make informed choices, she says, and understanding it's not always the choice you think is best. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. You can find Direct Relief News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time, I'm America Raffinelli.